When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hello, I'm Saida Garrett, an uppity knitter and host of the Uppity Knitter Podcast, Celebrity Hobbies Uncovered, a show about your favorite celebrities and their unusual hobbies. Welcome. My guest today is Spike Lee, the legendary and two-time Academy Award-winning writer, director, and educator. Spike has a long, long list of successful film and TV and advertising credits, far too many to report on this broadcast. Um, Spike Lee's films have played such an important role in how I see myself in the world. His films have become a part of my generation's DNA and... They've had a profound effect on, on my personal life, starting with one of his early films, She's Gotta Have It. He shot that in black and white in 12 days. That movie helped me understand how men think about women and how men think about sex. And the character Nola Darling's role reversal was so refreshing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It showed me that uh, women can think like a man. Thank you, Steve Harvey. 
Another one of his films that had an impact on my young adult life was Spike's 1988 School Days. As a high school grad, I didn't even think it was possible for me to go to an historic black college or university. I mean, the whole idea of sororities and fraternities was such a foreign concept to me. But Spike made college life seem like so much fun. And at the same time, he exposed the reality of colorism within the black community. Man. And then in Do the Right Thing, he goes even further by focusing on the racial unrest in his own Brooklyn neighborhood. The song Fight the Power by Public Enemy became synonymous with the movie. Then Spike Lee's film Malcolm X. That caused me to reflect on my brief time as a kid in the Nation of Islam. Yeah, that's right. I used to be an MGT, Muslim Girls in Training. That was serious, y'all. It was, it was a great time in my life. I enjoyed it so much. And y'all didn't know that, did you? Mm-hmm. In fact, at 13, I changed my name from Deborah Christine to Saida, which means happiness, star-like, and lucky. Very important part of my growing up. Another one of Spike's films that impacted my thought process was Jungle Fever. Because I happened to be dating a white guy at the time. And the conversations we had after seeing that movie together were eye-opening. I'm telling you. I was lucky enough to be on set in Spike Lee's film, The Sweet Blood of Jesus. And I got to see him in action, doing what he does best. And I was able to contribute a song to the soundtrack. Hey, Spike. Thanks for joining us and gracing us with your presence. I'm sure you have a million I'm things to be here on the podcast with you, my sister. Thank you for joining us. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. And anyone who knows me know that I, when I truly I, like someone. I got me beat, though. Don't lie. <laughs> who has you beat? Michael. <laughs> I said my favorite, one of my favorite people on the planet. Am I still with us? He's not Come on, on the, now. He's not on the planet. He's, he's in the ethos. He's in the ethos. He's in our being. Uh, the planet. We'll, we'll work with that. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that when I truly like someone, I will give them a nickname. And that's why I call you, my dear, Spikeage. 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 Be spiky. <laughs> or it's busy. <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, Spike, you've interviewed me several times for your Michael Jackson documentaries. And... I've even made an acting appearance in one of your films and wrote the end title song for one of your films, um, The Sweet Blood of Jesus. <laughs> All of which opportunities I'm so grateful. Song better than the movie. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're here today, though, to talk about your hobbies. And when you're not writing and in front of or behind the camera, uh, you say you collect baseball cards and comic books. No, no. What I said was I started collecting when I was a mere child in Brooklyn. I see. Also, besides baseball, because also Marvel comic books. So that's when I started collecting. I was like seven, eight years old. Wow. Can you share some of the rarest or most valuable comic books that you own and what makes them so unique? I mean, is for young men, my generation, our mothers threw all that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> but 
they threw out our comic books. They threw out our baseball cards, our basketball cards. So, uh, wow. We all love our mothers, but a lot of shit out. Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. No one knew how valuable that stuff would be 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. Nobody knew. Did you start by looking at your collections as, as investments as you became an adult and out of your boyhood collecting? Well, I never stopped. I never stopped collecting. Mm. But as I became in adulthood, I knew that there's value in that stuff. And no one's going to throw out what I got now. No way, brother. I just like, it's stuff that, like right now, I have an exhibition at the Brooklyn Museum. Yes, yes. It's going to run until February. And if one goes to that, I hope they do, you'll see that uh, that it's like a pantheon of all the people I think that are, you know, masters or greats. And not just sports, but music, art, photography, a whole bunch of stuff that was really reflects my interest. Right. You know, I can't leave out cinema, too. Of course. In fact, you were part of the exhibit. Yes. And Glenn Ballard, yes. who are co-writers of Man in the Mirror. Yes, sir. That hit for Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes. Both of you, Glenn, and yourself, signed the sheet music. I love that. That. That, is, that is in the exhibition. Yay. Yay. It's next to an al the album cover, which Michael wanted, but Walt Yentikoff, they squashed it. It was a picture, a, a, a portrait of Michael with a veil over his face. Oh, and I remember that. Hell no. I remember <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it's, it's like a net, like a um yeah. like a doily, Fail. a doily or something. <laughs> so I had the the only copy of that. Wow. The, 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 the guy that does uh, the album cover gave it to me. I love that. Only one exists. So that was the cover with Mike with the veil on before the one the leather jacket. Bad. Wow. That's got to be a collector's item for sure. As an artist, Spike, do you find any creative inspiration in the imagery and design of of comic books or baseball cards? No. Okay. I mean, that's just my love of the sports. I mean, I, I don't have, in this show, there's no comic books. Mm. Kind of like, we're off. No disrespect to Marvel, DC, or anybody else. But I definitely got a lot of baseball cards basketball cards that are in part of this my exhibition at the Brooklyn Museum. Is there a rare baseball card that you want but you've been unable to find? I could find I'm just gonna not pay a million dollars. <laughs> got it. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but uh I, I got a limit, you know. It was like the, the the highest grade is ten. So a ten a card rated ten is gonna cost more than one this, you know one, two, three, four, five. Got it. And that so the actual people, they their their job, the industry, they all they do is grade cards hmm. and deal with this, you know, with sports, you know, grade autographs, just to make sure it's legit too. Nice. Is is your interest in collecting art? Uh, it's well known, but does your art appreciation influence your filmmaking and creative vision in any way? I wouldn't say that, but the people that, I mean, the instruments that I have, that those people inspire me. So I have a, a Prince guitar is gifted to me. Uh, From the Purple Wonder himself? Yes. Aww. Puppet players, Terrence Blanchard and uh, Wynton Marsalis. 
I have the trumpets, got a tenor sax from Brant Marsalis. Wow. For Dean White, the great bassist of Earth and the Fire, he gifted me a bass. Wow. Dave me a bass. No, they brought just me a guitar. Whose so guitar? Have, you know, David Byrne. Oh, oh, I love it. Um, can you share some stories from um, your experiences in the art world, whether it's acquiring a piece or meeting a particular artist that you admire? Well, it's a combination of both. Like photography, I have Richard Avedon, Irving Penn, Gordon Parks, James Vandersee. Nice. I'm, you know, I love, so there's a section in the, in the exhibition that's, that's strictly photography. And uh, great, great portraits of Muhammad Ali, right. Paul Rubin, Marlon Brando, Frank Sinatra, you know, just a whole Billie Holiday, wow. Elvis Gerald, Stevie, you nice. know, just just the range of the, you know, who those are the people that are in my, in my uh, Miles Davis, Hendrix, those are people that are in my uh, pantheon. Nice. Wow. That's quite a collection. Those aren't photos that you've taken, but photos that you've collected. No, no, no. I, I'm not a great photographer. I see. I'm not Avedon or Irving <laughs> or Gordon Park. Hell no. No, these those are photographers. And those, they're, those are the, photo, the photographs, the portraits they have taken I that, see. that are part of my show. I see. How do you balance your filmmaking career with your passion for collecting? And do these hobbies provide a creative escape? From the demand oh, yes. of the film industry? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say creative escape, but in my editing rooms, you know, all these great people are looking at me and I'm looking back at them. So, you know, there's the exchange of uh, creativity with the, the, the people who make the wall. You got to make the wall. <laughs> That's so true. One of the many reasons that you are so admired, especially in the black community, is because you have a very long and successful marriage to a beautiful and talented, super smart sister, Tanya. Yeah, we just yeah, Tanya. We've been married. We just had a thirtieth anniversary. Whoa, Hercules, Hercules! Nobody's dead. Nobody's in jail. Nobody's on <laughs> probation. I love it. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Congratulations, Spike. That's that is quite a feat, man. In in today's, um, in fact, the, the gala we had for the opening. Uh, the exhibition was the day after our anniversary, so I brought Tanya up on stage when I we did we did a a toast. Oh, you know, let or let everybody know that you know we had a thirtieth anniversary the day before. I love and, that. And, also, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. A large part of the this exhibition is family too. Oh, family, family. So there's a great there's a great portrait that Sister Carrie Man Weems took of a, a, of. A, Tying and I and the family. So family's represented in there too. That's got to be precious. I love that. We'll be right back with more from the legendary filmmaker, Spike Lee. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome back. We're here with my brother from another mother, Spikeage, Spike Lee. Do do you and Tanya share any uh, hobbies, or card games, or you know, bid whist, spades, or like? I don't, don't play gaming? cards. I don't play cards. Okay, I guess there's a reason for I, that. I, I saw a lot of my friends in Morehouse who were spending more time playing cards <laughs> than studying <laughs> in classrooms. So <laughs> that was that was a warning to me. I, I had to graduate. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. You're also known to be a very strong father and seriously involved in the lives of your two remarkable children. Your daughter, uh, they're, grown they're what? And Jackson's 26. Oh, you got grown people. You don't have no, grown. You don't have no kids. Out the house, too. Oh, congratulations. You've raised, go. you've raised some mature adults. That's great. <laughs> yes, yeah, very, very, both very artistic. My daughter is in uh, grad school in Chicago for photography. Mm. Excuse me. And my son, Jackson, very good photographer, very good uh, drone operator. What? 
yeah, so he's he they both they both got it from uh Tanya and I. That's great. That's Tanya, he just he's just finished a documentary called uh Aftershock, which is nominated for an Emmy, and it's about the high numbers that black women died during pregnancy. Wow, that's intense. How, yes, it is. How long was she working on that? Oh, that that took they were on that fact for a year. Wow. When is it? Is it out? Is is it coming? Yeah, that's not. Uh, what you would call it? Not not BT stars. No, it's like it's it's part of it's out of the Disney umbrella. <laughs> she gonna be mad at you when this come out. <laughs> Do you share any hobbies or activities with your grown ass kids? Your your, your grown people. Um, my, my my son. I mean, I was a. I did what a father was supposed to do. So he's an avid New York Knicks. Of, of course he is, as he should be. Spike, yes. I, I really enjoyed speaking to you. And I have one other question. Okay. Um, we end our podcast usually with a segment called Knit a What? I was in um, a knit shop with these lovely little white ladies knitting. And um, I decided to join them because I, I had some time. And I just bought some yarn. So I sat down with them and... The woman sitting next to me was knitting with something really pretty. So I said, that's that's gorgeous. What are you knitting with? She said, oh, pff, this is just cotton. And then she looked at me and she said, what are you knitting with? I said, uh, this is cashmere. She said, oh, well, aren't you an uppity knitter? She I, said that? I said, what did you call me? She said, I said, knitter. I said, knitter. And I'm thinking, bitch, you better pronounce some T's. You know, you can get in a lot of trouble. Well. Do you have a knit-a-what experience? And if you do, can you... I remember. Wait, can you deliver it in your Mars Blackman voice? There's an article written about me and was a negative review of one of my films. And it said that I had not graduated college. Mm. Okay, and I, I, mean, I wrote a letter to the New York Times. They had to correct that. Yes, indeed. I mean, not only did I graduate from Morehouse, but my father went to Morehouse, my grandfather went to Morehouse, and my mother and grandmother went to Spelman. Wow! Is your daughter going to Spelman? Is your son going to Morehouse? Uh, they went to NYU. So I come from a long line of educated black folks. Educated. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's typical where we're not given the credit that we deserve. But you know, I'm not striving for that. You know, I'm just doing my thing. But it, it's not. I mean, you tell me that story. It's not a news flash that someone would say that to you, right? Right. Because if they if they see us as equal themselves, they're gonna make ignorant statements like that. If you had seen the look on her face when I said. What did you call me? She she realized what she said sounded like something else. So she went beat red. It was too late. When she said, came out your mouth, it, you know, you can't take that. You can't take that back. Exactly. Well, just with the story I just told you, I mean, I never spoke to the person, but I had that let the New York Times know that that was some BS. <laughs> and don't they have fact checkers? How can you write? that I never graduated college. Somebody I mean, didn't check nothing. So I just got a, I just rolled out of the cotton patch. <laughs> and a cotton picking nigga. 
and just make what? film from there. What? <laughs> this has been an awesome pleasure, my friend. You and Man will be will will come to the show. I'm coming to the exhibition. Absolutely, okay? we're coming to New York next week, and we'll definitely check you out. All right, sis. Take care. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us on the Uppity Knitter podcast, Celebrity Hobbies Uncovered, a show where your favorite celebrities talk about their unusual hobbies. Join us next time. See you then. The Uppity Knitter podcast is brought to you by Black Chick Productions. Our show is hosted by Saida Garrett. Our producer is Eric Nuri, and we're recorded and edited by Felicia Morris at Morris Media Studios in Los Angeles. Special thanks go out to our friends at iHeartMedia and Seneca Women. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.